the dangerous freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 71 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am your slightly older Sasquatch. I'm sitting here today with just the comrade. It's true. Justin's taking some time off. So, yeah, it's us two. The Sasquatch is halfway to 70. Yeah, I felt it. (laughs) It's one thing I dislike about holidays. I gotta pick up shit work. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not in shape for. Right. That's all right. We're getting through it. Two-thirds of the way done with it. Be all good. Since you brought up that I'm halfway to 70, Mm -hmm. my birthday is on September 3rd. I will not give you the year, but some fun facts about America and my birthday. How do they coincide, Sasquatch? So, September 3rd. 1777 was the first day that the American flag was flown. Hmm. I think that's pretty awesome. I did not know that. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) Whatever. Still cool. That was cool. (laughs) Well, we're going to have video story time for a lot of the podcast today. We had to do some last minute switcheroo-ing. But we have plenty to talk about. We're we're gonna we we've come up with uh, a change in how we're gonna do videos, well, audio for you guys. But anything more than four minutes on a video, we are definitely gonna stop and talk throughout it. Yeah. Anything less than four, we'll probably just play. Yeah. Both of these are definitely more than four, and <laughs> things will probably be said during the midst of both all of them because we will have things to say because there's plenty of ridiculousness. That's always exciting. Yeah. That's what we do best, cover the ridiculous. I mean, this is a podcast about politics. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a damn circus. Yeah. Speaking of the ridiculous, oh, are you guys ready for another installment of Comrades Corner? I am. I know you guys are too, so let's roll the music. Welcome to another Comrades Corner. Today is all about sci-fi and fantasy, particularly science fiction and fantasy that has breached the realm of reality and graced us with its presence. Whether this is a good thing or a bad thing is yet to be determined, but it's here, and shit's going to get wild regardless. In recent years, robots have been getting ever closer to their inevitable Skynet vision of the future, while we watch, cheering them on as feet after feet is conquered. I'm sitting here thinking, shit, they can walk. Uh, Damn it, now they can balance. Getting ever more weary as they start to do parkour. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is next, I'm sure. To gain our trust, these engineers hell-bent on everyone's, let alone their own demise, have now started moving the robots to sex. Sex sells, don't you know? And sex dolls are now integrated with this technology. Hell, there's even sex robot brothels all around the world now. 
Well, my friends, they have gone too far this time. They have now brought in robot exotic dancers. <laughs> yeah. Now to move on past all the doom and gloom mentioned just moments ago. Can we just take a moment and reflect on the fact that there are robot exotic dancers, let alone robot sex dolls? Like, can they talk? Can, can they move about the house and say, clean? I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't think anybody would want that. But seriously, the idea behind robot strippers is to pay homage to the robotics industry and not really to be sexy as these robots are actually made out of old mannequins and car parts. But to think of a day when someone could have a robot partner, maybe even without even being able to notice. Like I said, Skynet. But could you download recipes straight to... I mean, no, yeah, we don't... Yeah, this is bad. Next up, evil books. To be clear... We're talking about books that can conjure evil spirits, summon demons even. Some would think this is out of the Supernatural series, but no. These books of the damn are readily available for all to see. You can get them at your school library, I'm sure. I'm talking about none other than the Harry Potter series. I know, you're just as shocked as I was. But a Catholic school in Nashville just banned the books because of their unholy abilities. These books present magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception, Reverend Rehill said of the seven-part Harry Potter book series. Say, you think those sex robots can do laundry? Oh yeah, demons. The curse and spells used in these books are actually curses and spells, which when read by human beings risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the humans reading the text. Had I known... I would have never pretended to read the books and just watch the movies instead. I definitely would have read the books. With that said, I think it goes to show that there are a lot more people that did not read these books. Because there'd be a lot more people turned into woodland creatures had they did. Holy shit, I bet you can upload TurboTax right to their hard drives. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> it's obvious to me that no one actually read the books. And if any of you did... You would have been turning lights on and off, flying cars, and just getting into all sorts of magic, demonic conjuring trouble. It's a good thing this school has shed some light on this intense issue. You think it would be socially acceptable just not to give it close? And that's Comrade's Corner. I have a statement and a question. Oh, yes, please. Okay, so Terminator uh-huh. and Skynet mm-hmm. and 1984, and I'm not so sure they're fiction. You think they're time travelers? I don't know. Profits? I don't know. Maybe that's just a government thing. I mean, we've talked about this before. That Hollywood is actually just a precursor to desensitize you to what's coming? Yeah. It happens. Mm, it does. <clears throat> I don't know, though. But yeah. So these sex robots, mm-hmm. these sex strippers, do they talk back? No. It's actually, they're really not even, like, I wouldn't even, they don't look like, they look like what you would think. Like, it's like a steampunk robot. <clears throat> Doesn't even, like, have a face. It's just, like, a screen. And then, like, the body is made out of a mannequin, and then 
These are different than the ones I've seen. The the stripper ones? I, I, don't, I was talking the sex robots. Oh, the sex robots. No, for the sure. Stri- Those like, why, look why like would people. The, why? Well, I mean, they make the sex <clears throat> robots. Yeah, no, the sex robots, they look like people. Like, why that's would they weird. not be able to make those strip? I think... I, I mean, I don't know. Robotics, whatever. I'm not, yeah, I don't I'm know. not a scientist. I don't know. It's... <laughs> It does make me wonder, though, like what these things will be capable of in like even 10 years. I don't want to know. I don't really want them. No. The Roomba is too much for me. Well, no. See, I would take that back. I would definitely live in like a bicentennial man world. I would definitely have a robot. Like it doesn't have to be like the hysterical like sex robot cleaning my house madness. But it could just be a robot cleaning my house in like bicentennial man Robin Williams style. The other movie's freaky. It is freaky. But mm. I'd be down with that. Yeah, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I was researching for a version on one of the episodes of a V3 where <clears> this <throat> chick, she's probably mad that I called her a chick. Probably. But whatever, chick. She investigated the sex robots. Yeah. She fucked one. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it was weird. I watched the video. It was crazy. Yeah, no, those things. The are... robot did not do her. She did the robot. She yeah. was on top. It was, it was, it was strange. No, like those things are crazy. Because when I was doing this, it like kind of hints at a little couple things about those. So I kind of like clicked on the link and went to it and was like reading the article about those. Wow. Uh huh. Like <clears throat> they don't do anything other than just lay there now. But like if there was a girl sleeping there and one of those things just laying there, I wouldn't I wouldn't know until like you got out there. They're even warm. Yeah. That's yeah, freaking that's weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <clears throat> weird. But, yeah, it's crazy. Weird. Yeah, it is that. Um Harry Potter, man. Yeah. I, I mean, can neither, I can say proudly, and I will say proudly, ooh. and you can detract me if you want, orphans. I have neither read nor seen a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. But yeah, people taking this seriously makes me giggle, though. Just dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the religious standpoint that, like, yeah. Because that's been around since forever. People complaining about that. It's like, this shouldn't be kids' books because they're taking away from religion in a way. <clears throat> they explain it much better than I do. Yeah. But uh, you are neither a scientist nor a theologist. Right. And neither am I. And that's okay. But I mean, come on. Like, actually, like, this. they had a person in the article, like, confirm that, yeah, the head bishop or whoever's in charge of the school. It's like, yeah, they actually, they actually sent that. Like, <laughs> this is not satire. <laughs> like, this guy. Believes. I was half thinking that <laughs> that came from Babylon B or something. No, I thought I was, I thought so too, but no, it's, it's a real thing. Like this guy really thinks this. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even, if it, like what I was saying, like if it was, <laughs> could you imagine the amount of, madness that would be happening already like these books aren't new <laughs> yeah and 
Let's be real. If this was on Babylon B, <clears throat> Snopes would be fact-checking it. <clears throat> oh, of course. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Snopes has been fact-checking Babylon B. Orphans, listeners, lovers. If you have not found the Babylon B on the Twitter or elsewhere, do it. It's fun. It's awesome. Yes. Purely satire, but it's hilarious. Yeah, political satire, military satire, both of those are like my two top favorite oh, kinds it's so of so awesome. Ridiculousness. Oh, by the way, listeners, <clears throat> orphans. Thank you. Um last week we surpassed two thousand downloads. Yes. Thank you very much. So we wanted to thank all twenty eight point seven of you that listen to the show. Because that's what it breaks down to. Right. <laughs> no, for sure. It's awesome. Um, I did want to make an announcement about the hurricane. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, craziness. Moving at one mile an hour Less for than. like two days. Yeah. And crazy devastation. Um, the death count's up to around 20, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to keep rising. Oh, yeah. They haven't even touched on finding everybody yet. They said the airport, the main airport on one of the islands, is completely flattened. <clears throat> like, the planes are gone, the, the walls are gone, the building is completely compl- collapsed. Huh. And they're just like, there is no way in or out of the island Wow! right now. And it's just like, jeez, like, you just don't, you don't think about that being landlocked like we are. Yeah. That, that is, you, there is no way to get away. So... Have to bring in some choppers. Yeah, prayers for people down there. Yeah, I would absolutely. like to say, I'm a big proponent of people and volunteering, and I'm very anti-government trying to fix things. They never do a very good job. But in cases like this, I don't think it's any different. I have no problem with our government sending a bunch of buttload of money and, and supplies down there. I think that people would do better with the amount of money the government's going to use to do it. Just and, don't send the Clinton Foundation. Right. But with that said, I did find some cool things. Uh, a guy in Florida sent down um, a thousand generators. Wow! He bought a thousand generators and sent them down. And then there is a group in Texas that has already raised over fifty thousand dollars to send supplies down to uh, the Bahamas. Yeah. For the hurricane relief, so but yeah, no, us uh, Americans, hardworking Americans, you know, we're right. bad, we're bad people, though. Yeah, we're horrible. But yeah, I mean, but anytime something like this happens, doesn't matter if it's in the states or in one of those islands or Mexico or wherever, yeah. we rally mm-hmm. around each other. That's what that's the fabric of this country. Yeah, I mean, look at the Amazon. Like, there's Americans down there helping. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's 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 in our blood. It's what we do. That is what and we do. And honestly, freedom gives you a mindset like that. Freedom gives you the opportunity to do that. The opportunity, but also the mindset. Yeah. You know, the thought of, well, I guess with the opportunity comes, you know, I could do this, you know. Honestly, we think of it as a duty. Yeah. It's not just a, it's a duty to help out your, your fellow man out. Right. But I just wanted to bring that up and say we're thinking about the guys down there and I hope things get cleaned up as fast as possible. Godspeed. Yeah, absolutely. So, on to the political arena. Ooh. Yeah, there was an IG report that came out last week. Oh, yeah, it was right after. 
Yeah, it was right after we recorded. Pretty damning stuff. So, this IG report states that former FBI Director James Comey mishandled sensitive information. I know what you're thinking. No way. He's super, super full of integrity. I'm shocked. Yeah. While he violated DOG and DOJ and FBI policies in his handling of personal memos he wrote concerning conversations he had with President Trump. Remember those? We, yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, it's like the little, little weird diary entries. Mm-hmm. Such a weirdo. Um, the best tweet to come out of all of this was Representative Jim Jordan. He said... Now we know why Comey didn't want to prosecute Clinton. He didn't see a problem mishandling sensitive information after clearing her. He did it too. Comey, like Clinton, thinks he's above the law. That was pretty much the gist of the report. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's crazy. Six foot eight soft human being. Yeah. It's just more ammunition for the fire. I mean, I don't know now. I look at it now, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going to come out of this. Yeah, we'll have to see. But it's more and more so being proven that everything everything was a coup. It was. Um, Fitton, uh, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch, is trying to get discovery on the Clinton email scandal because they're investigating that. Mm-hmm. And apparently the DOJ has been colluding with the Clintons the entire time to block his discovery attempts. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> no, that's stupid. And it's just, I mean, the whole system is, I think well, I think before we get done with all this, my dream is going to come true. And we're going to take all those three-letter acronyms and turn them into one new policing federal force. As long as we can get rid of some of them. Well, we'll get rid of all of them and make a new one. No, and no, no. I'll do the same, they'll all do the same thing. No, some of them needs to not be a head thing Well, sure. And I'm sure that'll happen, consolidation and all. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll lose certain aspects of it. Like the NSA. And the TSA. Yeah. Terrorism. Give up more of your freedom for security. Yeah. Peace of mind. I'll pass. And the no, DEA. No, no, no. And the DEA. <clears throat> well, they're going to have less to do here pretty damn soon, especially in Illinois. Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, no, that's... It's... You just see all these crazies in this high-level world that are just living by a different set of rules. <clears throat> Power corrupts. And they're slowly being, you know... Yeah, I don't think anybody really thought on the campaign trail in 2015, 2016 that draining the swamp was going to be a quick endeavor. No, I don't think so either. They were hoping. Yeah. I also... It's kind of more entertaining this way because it's just something new all the time. Yeah. I'll tell you what's crazy is like you, you mentioned that and I thought you were going in a different direction. But I don't think anybody in 2015, 2016 thought that they would be witness to an actual presidential coup. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, call it what you want, but that is 
by definition, what has happened here? Oh yeah, you have Struck and Lisa Page. <clears throat> oh, I've got we've got an insurance policy in case. There was two different secret informants yeah. embedded into the Trump campaign. Uh-huh. I mean there's it's it's wild what actually went down. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. But I mean though. It just everything. Is I it mean, McCabe? Well, he was. What was he? Former FBI something. He was the uh, assistant attorney. Assistant? No. What was it? Didn't they fire assistant him? Director. They fired him like right before his pension was going to kick in or some yeah. shit. Yeah, that was that was Trump just being a dick, and it I was love it. Awesome. <laughs> Play yeah. stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, he got fucked on that deal. What's going to happen? Man, we're doing bad. Yeah, we did not do it. Where's, see, it's, it's, it's Justin's not here. Justin's not here. He's our moral compass. Yeah. It's okay. I don't feel like getting up to put the change in the jar right now. Nah, we'll, yeah. we'll do it before the show's over. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, they're just shedding light on all these powerful people that are just really messed up and uh-huh. doing really bad things. I mean, heck, you want to move on to the, like, Epstein's another one of them. Oh, man. I mean, this guy kills himself, gets off, basically. Quote, unquote. Yeah, well, yeah, he he didn't kill himself, let's be real. But, I mean, there's a huge deal there right now. So, France, last week, would have been, well, no, might have been two weeks ago, on the 23rd of August decided to investigate this Epstein thing on their own because this uh, modeling agency was working out of France. Well, guess what happened? The guy who ran the modeling agency and allegedly worked with Epstein to procure young girls disappeared. Like, gone. No one knows where he is. (laughs) He has ghosted himself. He is either being eaten by crocodiles in Hillary Clinton's basement right now. Or he is being paid to be as disappeared as possible. You know, I mean, this guy just zeroed out and gone. So he's not. It was the same thing with that chick that was working with him. Yeah. His fixer or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, she's gone. Um, but, oh, that was the other thing is that so he 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 died right in his cell he probably killed himself we'll never know he killed himself the day before that there was two thousand documents released related to him in his original case it's a lot of documents the most documents ever released in ever unsealed in a single case at a single time ever wow. Raise your hand if you ever heard about if you heard about this at all. I didn't. Sasquatch didn't. Bueller. No one did. Yeah. No one heard anything about this because, well, Epstein died. Big news. But this is huge news too, especially when inside these documents it actually names people. But no, no one heard about this. Well, I'm here to help. So. In the 2016 deposition, the girl who uh, was Epstein's like first-hand girl, like he was her number one, 
claimed she was directed by Maxwell, a British sociolite, to have sex with a number of men. The names included former Democratic New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, Hyatt Hotels Executive Chairman, listen to this, Thomas Pritzker, former U.S. Senate Majority Leader George Mitchell, modeling scout Jean-Luc Brunel, this is the guy that just disappeared, and cognitive scientist Marvin Mininsky, as well as money manager Glenn Dubin. A lot of these names are well-known, important people. There's yeah, and that's not... that. I mean, they're photos of, like, Bill Maher at Pederass Island. Yeah, there's a lot Woody more. Woody Harrelson. Well, I don't, I'm not accusing those people of going down there and doing that, but hmm. they were there. Right. And there's a, there's a lot more to be named. Uh-huh. It's uh, <clears throat> this was the first bout of documents. There's many more. This, this mm-hmm. is the first two thousand or whatever. Um, for the last, right before this broke is when we started talking about it becoming a possibility because Mike Cernovich and that reporter, a journalist down in Florida, were working on this to get it released, and they were being fought by an unnamed man trying to seal all the documents and keep everything away under the guise that <clears throat> if things had been if things were released that it would uh unjustly hurt their reputation because they are people who have not been charged with a crime blah 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 blah, blah. but they were all they were all uh unnamed sources so no one knows who the guys were fighting these cases. Well, they lost the first one. That's where these 2,000 documents came from. Uh, right now they're fighting again because there are more documents to be released. Uh, according to the record of those documents that were released already, she also claimed there was another prince, aside from the UK Prince Andrew, whom she is allegedly directed to have sex with, as well as Epstein's former lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, Foreign presidents and a well-known prime minister and other world leaders. The prime minister is the guy that was prime minister before Netanyahu. But apparently it's never named in the documents. That is uh, speculation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Gufri, I'm probably butchering her name. Uh, Guffrey also confirmed that she flew on Epstein's plane while Clinton was on board and said that Secret Service agents were on the plane, but were not where, the, where we were eating. She didn't allege that Clinton engaged in sexual conduct with her or anyone else. In a July statement, Clinton denied ever visiting the island. So we have direct report from one of the victims that he was on the plane, which we already knew. But now we have a second corroborating witness saying this. And these are just things that were in these documents that... Uh, came out the day before Epstein killed himself, allegedly. Then the last thing I have on Epstein. Before you, before you go there. Yeah. Um, Gloria Allred. Name ring a bell? Yes. Yeah. She's a New York lawyer-ish. I don't know. The judge that was in charge of the Epstein case that got dropped recently, they let some of the victims come and give a statement. Statements, yeah. And they talked outside and it was so it was it was interesting yeah that's all i had no i i do remember them giving their statements um there's a there's a handful of them too yeah uh and that's good they deserve their day in court they never got it in 2007 um if you're not familiar they were supposed to a lot of these girls didn't even know the case was over 
and like the deal had been struck until they heard about it in the news. Like they were still waiting to go to trial, and then all of a sudden they were just like, "Oh, he's innocent," yeah. or they made a plea deal or whatever. I, I well, this can't go away. I'm I'm just I, I don't know. Does it make sense? No, I don't think it will. I don't know if he's dead. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure he's dead. I could. I could get on that bandwagon. These people aren't nobodies. You know. Well, not only that, but maybe uh, there's a lot more damning evidence out there. When they when they arrested him and were collecting evidence in his his loft apartment, whatever in New York, wasn't there a safe with a bunch of like uh, video DVDs and and video and yeah. and pictures and. Yeah, and it detailed individuals. So I'm just saying, with that kind of damning evidence, I mean, <clears throat> who's to say the man is not like in like Gitmo or something, being protected until something help happens? Things I mean, get investigated possible. deeper, whatever. He just magically appears. Yeah. Oh yeah, all y'all are toast. I think it's just equally plausible that. The people, like, it's hard to fathom the amount of money that is surrounding this guy in... Yeah. And how did he get the money? Well, yeah, it's, I think it's all this. Yeah. Big blackmail scheme. But I'm, I'm wondering if that 2007 deal, or whatever year it was, in the yeah. 2000s, wasn't part of it that he was an, an informant. No, 100%. And I think, like, these people who are implicated in this have a lot of money to be able to get him out in a way like everybody can be bought and the guards that were even watching him we already have accounts of them being paid off previously from high profile inmates but <clears throat> I want to leave this on a, on a dark note okay uh, because it's serious and it'll keep people interested and I don't want people to forget and and just move on to the next news cycle. This Epstein thing has been in the news for a while. It's still big. And that gives me hope for the future because it's been like a good two months yeah. of talking about Epstein. Mm-hmm. And the media is not driving the narrative. The people are. Yeah. Which is important. That's good. That's how it should, it should. be. But it never is. The media drives a narrative, and everybody has a five-second attention span. Well, here's the deal. This it's not that way. Nobody believes the media anymore. They don't have any damn credibility. Right. It's independent journalists. Yeah. uh, We're not, but we're media. (laughs) We're out there, giving telling you what we think. Hey, this made my BS meter go off. Right. Big time. So to get on, I'll say another former house. This is part of the uh, original files that got released before he died. Another former house manager for Epstein, Ronaldo Rizzo, who also was friends with Dubin, testified through tears that a 15-year-old Swedish girl explained to him how Maxwell tried to force her to have sex with Epstein by threatening her, including stealing her passport. He said the yes, the, the young girl was, quote, distraught when she approached him and was, quote, shaking, I mean literally quivering. I said, I asked her... Did you contact your parents? And she said no, in quotes. And then he says later, uh, quote, at that point, she says, I'm not supposed to talk about this at all, and walked away. End quote. This is the kind of crap that went on here. Uh, Rizzo is also uh, 
testif- in one of his other testimonies explaining that hundreds of different girls would come in there almost daily, sometimes more than once a day, different girls, all, and he was always told by Maxwell or Epstein that they were the masseuse. And he said all of them were young. Hundreds. And that's just one place. That's just the Florida yeah. location. There's four. But. <clears throat> well, I, I I can't remember. Rush was maybe talking about it. Maybe it was Levin. I don't know. They were talking about like code words, like on the airplane or whatever. And emails and texts and whatever. Like. Kind of like Podesta and Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, that's all. It's got to all be connected. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's such a sick... What was that? There was that creepy one that was like, I'd like two hot dogs. That's where and, I was getting at. And four pieces of pie at the pool. Yeah. And it's like, they're talking about people. Yeah. Weird shit. Freaks. And these people run things. Right. Ugh. Only because we, we allow it. And we wonder why things are so effed up. Because we allow it. We're supposed to be dictating how things are done. Oh, you guys can vote. Whatever. No. Mother. Brother. This is how it is. Yeah. (coughs) For sure. No, it's... It is beyond crazy. (coughs) Excuse me, orphans. Something caught in my throat. Um, what do we got going on in Illinois? Um, so we have uh, Jesse White, who is not seeking re-election. Um, we have that's fair. He's old, like really old. Like should have been retired twenty years ago. Old. <laughs> no, for sure. And uh, more power to him. He's a likable guy by all means. Um, John Shimkus. Yep. Nice. Go me. Go you. Is also not running. He is, uh, in the U.S. house. Yeah. He actually, he's, uh, like Champaign South. Really? Like like South of us. That'd be a good region. Yeah. No, I mean, I think when I lived down in Champaign County, that's who I voted for. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, he's downstate. Sort yeah. of middle downstate eastern. <clears throat> so that is Illinois. Yeah, uh, this is a big problem right now. Is it? Um, yes. There. When, when we were talking about this on Monday, and I said there was ten How many Republicans are who are not who, incumbents who are not seeking re-election. Two days later, there are now twelve. Oh wow. Two more. I mean, I'll Repo- give and Sh- one more Democrat. I'll There's- give Shimkus a pass because he's getting he's getting up there a little bit. Well, that's fair. And I actually don't think that's a scary one. Like that one will stay red. Yeah, because it's it's <clears throat> there's no big metropolitan area to screw it. Right. Basically. Besides Champagne, but that's not. Well, I'm not even sure if he represents that because I'm pretty sure that's Rodney Davis. Yeah, but it's down in that know. area. I think. I have to remember. I, I'd have to look at the map. Right. But I remember him. Yeah. 
So, this is a big deal because did you know how many, what the percentage of incumbents get re-election? Uh, it's very know? high. It is 96%. Yeah. 96% of incumbents get their re-election bid. It is kind of concerning that 12 of the House members in the U.S. House that are Republicans are not seeking re-election on COVID. That means there's going to be a fresh election in 12 separate House seats. Mm -hmm. And one of them happens to be in Illinois. It is more concerning... Wait... Okay, sorry. It is more concerning that in the U.S. Senate, there are three incumbents that are Republican that are not seeking re-election. Only one Democrat. There's four still. Yeah. But there are three. Wyoming, Kansas, and Tennessee. Depends on where they're at, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's... Well, the senators, I don't know. <clears throat> Kansas, maybe. I don't know about Idaho. Tennessee's pretty red. Uh, Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Yeah, I'm not really worried about Wyoming or no. Tennessee. Kansas, those people are a little bit here and there. So Yeah. I would be a little worried about Tennessee, depending on where it is. Because if it's... Well, if in... it's Senate, it's whole state. Oh, that's true, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you're right. My bad. Hmm. That's why I said I think Idaho and Tennessee, mm-hmm. I don't think those are anything to worry about. Safe. But still, Kansas is a little weird. No offense, Kansas, but mm-hmm. you got some... Wishy-washies. Yeah. No, it's... Which isn't the most bad. That's not the worst thing in the world to be able to look at things, pra- look at things pragmatically and pick, pick who you think's best, but is it really that way? I don't right. know Kansas politics, but I'm just saying, eh, I don't know. That would be the most worrisome, I guess, out of those three. Yeah. Wyoming are pretty rugged individualist type people. No, for sure. For sure. I'm. It's. I, I don't think it's concerning because I think we're going to lose seats. I think it, I'm more concerned just because of the sheer number of people that are just disappearing. That's valid. There, there's a valid concern there, but maybe that's a good thing. I. Th- I. I know. I. If I was. They a, don't want to be there. Or get out. Awesome. That was I'm my all next for point. it. They're term limiting themselves. That was my next point. Is that a lot of them that are getting out are older. And it's bringing, it's going to bring in a younger, fresher group because that's what everybody wants. Like everybody wants a younger yeah. group of people. You know, we don't want 28 year old Ocasio Cortezes, well, but to someone, have somebody who went and did something other than politics before. Right. Someone who's in their thirties yeah, who hasn't been in Congress for 40 years. Yeah, that's a one. problem. That's a huge problem. You have no connection to real people at all anymore. You, no. More of your life has been dedicated to serving people, and you don't even understand what they want. Yeah. You know? So, there's some silver linings here, but <clears throat> yeah. when I saw that... I thought there, kiss, were, there were, I thought there were a couple... Couple three four in Texas. That's a little weird. I know one um, of them's younger and he's just gonna go do his own thing. Here. But 
I got a Utah, a Georgia, Indiana, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, Texas, Texas, Texas. Yeah, there's four Texas. Yeah, five that's Texas. I, that's what I thought. Wow. Yeah. Five Texas Republicans are not seeking re-election. Yeah. And that is really concerning because Texas is kind of floating blue now. Maybe. Oh, well, I think it's a little bit because of illegal immigration and a little bit because of uh, all these people are leaving blue states and going to red states. Yeah, that's Florida, ridiculous. Florida's having the same problem right now. They're starting to flip blue because all these people are leaving New York City yeah. and Chicago and L.A., and they're going to places like Texas and uh, Arizona. 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 They're already blue. Arizona's blue. And I'm pretty sure they flipped the last election. No, they still have a Republican governor. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the wrong place. Anyways. But no, that's valid. But they're going that way yeah. because all these idiots are leaving these Democrat strongholds. Yeah, look, that's a, that's Texas right there. California right. are leaving and taking their politics with them. Yeah, exactly. And they're voting for the same crap that they left. Yeah, that they voted for. Yeah. And this is part of the reason why they're leaving. It's a joke. Yeah, it is. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of scary. Five house seats. I mean. We need to do that in Illinois except in reverse. <laughs> yeah, we need to attract awesome people. Um, let's see here. Champagne is in Shimkus's Shimkus Shimkus's district. Yeah, it's Shimkus, yeah. So Shimkus is what we're. Yeah, it would have to be Sydney's and Champagne. It goes all the way to the very bottom. That's what I'm saying. It, it goes down. Mm-hmm. It's a big area. Trying to see. I think Ford is where it cuts off. Oh, really? It's got Vermilion and Champagne. Huh. There's not. I can't, like. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, so that's where it is. Um. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But yeah, that's. That's definitely something. Yeah, I know for sure. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, we'll see what happens with those elections. Um, I think Illinois politics are going a little wild too. There was a hand. There was a bunch of those guys last in the eighteen election incumbents that didn't seek real. A lot of them were Democrats, but yeah, I think I think it almost shows. A lot of people that have been in this game for a long time are just like, nope. Can't hang. This is a sinking ship. I need to run away. Especially in Illinois. Oh, yeah. They're just like, yep, and we have done everything we can, and now we need to run away. We are a dumpster fire in a pool of water. That's how crazy this state is. Like, there's fire in water that puts fire out. But it's not going out. Yes. <laughs> I, it's insane. Underwater. Underwater fire. Underwater under, fire. Uh, it's an underwater dumpster fire. That's what yeah. this is. That, man. Yeah, that should be that should be something. That'd be a hell of a graphic on a t-shirt. <laughs> Somebody get a hold of Ben Garrison. <laughs> That's what we need to do. We just get Ben Garrison to design our shirts. Yeah. No so offense, I, Justin, but... 
He's better. Totally agree with it. You could I think collaborate Justin with him. Agrees with this. You could collaborate <laughs> with him. It'd be all right. He'd love that. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Illinois' underwater dumpster fire, yeah, it's just getting worse. So old B.J. Pritzker. Signed a deal on August 23rd with the state's largest public employee union that offers automatic, yes, I said that, automatic, 12% raises, a $2,500 bonus, and will cost state taxpayers, get ready, $3.6 billion more than was necessary. A summary of the agreement produced by the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Council 31 Details the $2,500 per worker automatic bonuses, automatic raises, and taxpayers subsidized platinum health care insurance benefits state workers will receive until the contract expires June 30th, 30th of 2023. The contract includes a number of questionable provisions, which include making it more difficult for employees to learn about their rights under the U.S. Supreme Court's Janus versus AFS-CME decision in weakening management rights to require overtime work. Illinois state workers are already the second highest paid in the nation after adjusting for regional cost of living, according to the most recent data from the Federal Bureau of Economic Analysis. Also, total compensation for state workers, including both wages and benefits, it is much higher than the average compensation of private sector workers and is growing faster. From 1998 to 2017, average state worker compensation grew 70% faster than Illinois' average private sector wages. Um, here are five things that are in this underwater dumpster fire agreement. So the $2,500 bonuses as compensation for the hardship of working for the state under former Governor Bruce Rauner. Multiplied by more than 35,000 union employees working for the state in 2018, these bonuses could cost taxpayers up to $88 million. Annual raises to employees' base pay for four years starting at 1.5% in January, going up to 2.1% in July, and then by 3.95% each July thereafter. For the average AFSCME employee, this will raise their base pay from $63,025 to $70,575. Contract raises will cost up to $266 million. Resumption of the automatic raises based on years of service known as step increases. The governor's office of management and budget estimated the cost of these raises at more than $200 million per year. And that's the governor's office doing that. So who knows if those numbers are horse cockified. Earlier step increases will also receive a $25 per month bump for three years, which when fully implemented will raise the annual value of these steps by $900. So, yeah, good job. I have some things to say. Go for it, bro. All right. Could you scroll up to the top? Oh, oh nice. Perfect. Thought. Okay. <clears throat> so, the uh, percent raises, where was that? Uh, the 23. 
going from one and a half percent to two point one to three point nine five. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's normal. That's this is what is normally in the contracts. Um, the twenty five hundred dollar bonus is because none of the state employees got raises for the last four years while uh, Ronner was governor. Should they? Have? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not justifying any of this. I just have a little more inside well, knowledge I know because I am, I am the guy. Um, and then. Uh, the the three point nine percent each July is crazy because that's not including the step increases. So what's happening there is state employees are getting a raise, which is the step increase, the automatic assumption thing that they're talking about at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned at the end. They're getting that, and then on top of that raise, their pay is automatically going up four percent every year. Yeah. On top of their raise. Whether they're good employees or not. Exactly. Um, and all the way to the top again. I'm bouncing around a little bit. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, the 12% raises. That's what I was looking for. When you said it was a 12% raise in... Uh, that is for the cost of living raises. And it is the 3.9% three times. Three years. And a 1.2 is that first one. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you mentioned it at the bottom, and I was just kind of like, it's a little cringeworthy. Because it goes for, you're getting an $8,000 a year raise just in COLA. Not counting what you're getting in actual raises, which are not small, every year. Yeah, dude, you'll be lucky at most private places, like if you're an hourly employee, to get a quarter raise a year. Right. Lucky. Not 3 point, almost 4%. Of right, it was 3.95. We'll just call it 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is nuts. And um, you said... All those numbers you said, it's going to cost two hundred million here. It's going to cost six hundred million here. Whatever they were, those are all garbage. You want some math? Maybe. I'm not going to tell you what I make an hour, but if I were to get a four percent raise every year, that would be almost a sixty-one cent raise an hour. Yeah, that's significant. Right. So, but yeah, so all your whether num- it's deserving or not. Yeah, it some doesn't... places the private sector. You don't necessarily get a raise every year. Right. Exactly. If you don't perform, sorry, Charlie. Exactly. So, but I was getting at is these numbers of 200 million, this is what it's going to cost. That's all garbage. Yeah. Would you like to know why? Because sir. They're only accounting for the 35,000 AFSME employees. Yeah. Not all state employees no. are AFSME employees. Mm-hmm. There's over 100,000 of us. Yep. You know what happens? AFSME goes to court. And wins a wins a ruling like this, mega bomb, and then all the other m- small unions piggyback on it, and we all get the same deal. Yeah. So, like, other state employees that aren't a part of ASME are getting this too. 
it might not be this good. Yeah. There might be some aspects of it that aren't as good. Like maybe the percent raises isn't 12, maybe it's 10. Okay. Maybe. I'm not saying that's any, that's like, oh, put, whoa, is that guy? I'm just saying, you know, there's little things that are different, but yeah, that 200 million, yeah, that is like just for AFS me. And that's just for us to pay you, not your pension. And just a third of us. And just a third of you. And that's not counting your pension. Oh, yeah, no. That, you don't even start there. That's. I just got that. Oh, man. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wowzers uh-huh. is right. This is not... Man. Are we insane for staying? I mean... I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. But yeah, okay, so this paragraph that I read yeah. baffled me. Total compensation for Illinois state workers, including both wages and benefits, is much higher than the average compensation of private sector workers and is growing faster. From 98 to 2017, average state worker mm-hmm. compensation grew 70% faster than Illinois' average average private sector wages. Exactly. Who is paying this? You guys. Yeah. Sure. Taxpayers. Yeah. We are. You're a taxpayer, but there's only 100,000 of you as opposed to right. however many million live in the state. But like, so so put that into perspective, It it's almost irritating because, it is irritating because what happened is the private sector didn't raise as fast as the public sector. Now take that out of it. And what really happened is the union bargained or, 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 uh, negotiated for a better wage for their employees at a better rate than non-union employees do, which is usually what happens. This is when unions turn bad. Yeah. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. This is when, this is what unions screw up. You've gone too far. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I believe that unions should have the right to assemble. Unions are amazing things. They can do good things. When they get, like, AFSCME. They're bloated. They... They're too powerful. They're corrupt. They're corrupt. All those things have, have they go hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. And it's just ridiculous. It makes me sick. Me too. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. These, uh, I don't know what we can do as good, hardworking people. And I'm not saying that people that work in unions aren't because you are. Right. I'm not saying that y'all don't deserve pay increase. Some of you don't. <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, no, I would, I would, none of us deserve what we're getting. Like this deal that just happened. There's no reason that you should get a raise and then a raise mm-hmm. just because, and not even a small one, 4%. Yeah. Like you said, that's an $8,000 a year pay difference. Like, just what break that down? That's more than 500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wow. 
and that's over three years. Yeah. And that's not including the step increases. Yeah. That yeah, that would probably be really close to that already without that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the rest of our show we are going to dedicate to one of our favorite causes. Second Amendment of the Constitution. Oh. So something happened again. Go ahead, Tommy. Um so there was a shooting again. And of course the left went crazy over red gun red 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 flag laws. A lot of people on the right went crazy over red red flag laws. Like we need to pass red flag laws. We can do them correctly. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, how are you going to do that? And I liked what I heard. And then I started, you know, me and the Sasquatch here were sitting there talking. And uh, it was like, how hard would it be to undo all those protections that are in said nice red flag law? I was like, yeah. Yeah, these are still bad. These are still not a good thing. So what happened is in uh, the beautiful state of Oregon, they've had red flag laws. Dude, can you say that again? Red, red flag law. Red flag law. I love how you say it. Red, red, flag, red flag laws. <laughs> There's a former Marine who the FBI, not even just the state, the FBI took his guns away, citing the red flag laws. This is not okay. We have due process in this country for a reason. You go to court. Now, if they want to expedite these things, if they say, hey, this guy poses a threat and you get him a court date tomorrow or that afternoon, I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. I'm not. Why not? You are proven. You're innocent until proven guilty. No, no, no. no. Not taking your guns. Get you a court date. Like, hey. Get you a court date, fine and dandy, but I don't. That's due process. They're not going to do that. Well, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would be okay with. But then, then fine, but that's not what's happening. What's happening is they're taking these people's guns and they're guilty until proven innocent. You have to appeal to get it back, which is exactly that. You are proving your innocence when a court has not proven you anything other than. So how far did you dig into this story with this guy? A little bit. Did you read the quote that got him in trouble? Yes. The whole one. Wait, just the quote or the letters? Because he also wrote letters. Well, um, part of this... I, I, I think I have the quote right here. Go for it. Uh, is it the one where he says, if Antifa gets to the point where they start killing us, I'm going to kill them next. I'd slaughter them and have a detailed plan and have a detailed plan on how I would wipe out Antifa. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That by itself is defense. Right. <clears throat> I don't know about the letters, but... um. If, if this was the biggest part of him getting his guns taken away, it's horseshit. 
that was a lot of it. Because uh, he's validly concerned about a domestic terrorist organization. No, I I agree. But you still have to be careful how you say things. Like you can't... I guess... It... Well, I guess no. You can. And you should be able to. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Uh, I'm trying to find the letter. Here it is. Um... He wrote a letter to Dan Crenshaw. And Crenshaw or Cofield told Crenshaw that Congress needed to take immediate steps to declare Antifa a terrorist organization. Otherwise, he and other veterans would have no choice but to begin systematically killing Antifa members until we achieve genocide. Now that That's fucking intense. Is not okay. Cause you are not <laughs> you said it again. I did say it again. <laughs> I was like, what are you jumping around for? Like, oh, okay, I got it. But yeah, that's that's not defense. That's the opposite of, for some reason, I can't think of the word. <laughs> no, you're good. But uh, so I think this guy probably needed to keep, have his guns taken away. You know what? I'm not a judge, though. I think that freaking R. Kelly raped a whole bunch of little girls. I'm not a judge. I think Michael Jackson did the same thing to little boys. I'm not a judge. What can I say that I think those things are true? And can I say that I will boycott whatever blah 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 to do that? Sure. I'm not a judge. I have no legal ability to take anything away from him, and neither does anybody else to include the police. Unlawful search and seizure. Mm-hmm. And this is unlawful search and seizure. This guy probably needs help. He actually admits it in the end that he he went. They took him to the to a uh, VA hospital for evaluation. It was like a two day evaluation, and then he volunteered to stay there for like three more weeks, which is probably a good thing. It's not, you know, any of the, any of the, if we have vet listeners out there, it's not a bad thing to go to the VA and chill out a little bit. And I've had buddies do it. Um, I have had times where I've had to talk to people. It's not a bad thing. You know, there's negative stigma sometimes. This guy did the right thing. He wanted to be like, you know what? Maybe I should stay here for a little bit. Probably a good idea. Good, good on you. And that's fine and dandy. Still not the government's place to take his guns without due process. And like I said, they want to give him a court date, do it right then and there. Get a judge in front of him, let him plead his case, let the judge do his thing. And if the judge decides, yeah, um, maybe you're maybe you're a little problem for yourself. Send him to a center, get him some rehab, get him you know some counseling maybe, and maybe take his guns. But not until those things have happened. And I don't care what you say, that's it. That's, that's the bottom line. You don't take somebody's guns, period, unless the man has gotten due process and been deemed a danger to himself or others. Like, there's a guy in, uh, I want to say Maryland, but I can't say that. I just lost the state. just dropped out of my head. 
um, who's been killed now because the police came to take his guns and he refused to give them over. And there was a shootout and he was killed. Sad. I mean, people think it's like, well, the police, you can't shoot at the police. It's like, hey, man. That guy has rights over the police. And if the whole thing started because they were trying to take his guns, he was right. Yeah. That is still... Yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, but that's that. Get into it. Government doing anything is bad. Government doesn't do anything well. No. But steal. Right. And honestly, they're not really that great at that. Have you seen the IRS? I mean, there's a thousand people who don't pay taxes. Nobody cares. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know where you draw the line. All I know is that more government isn't the solution. I mean, this guy in Texas had flat... It's failure on the government that he even had a gun. Yeah. Multiple, what was it? He had, he had uh, assaults. He had um, felonies. Yeah. This is not a legal thing. No. It's a crazy person. Yep. Criminal. Okay. <clears throat> you ready? You got anything else to say on that? No. All right, so... My 2020 update this week is going to be done by Tucker Carlson <laughs> because Tucker Carlson did a really good job. And, and Sasquatch is lazy. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just But kidding. it was very poignant. Yeah. Um, but this is a longer video and we will be stopping it throughout to talk. So hold on to your butts. But first tonight, tragedies have a way of, of revealing who people really are. The decent ones rise to the moment, hard as it is. They bring clarity and comfort and solutions. The low ones, by contrast, see sadness as a business opportunity. They're happy to leverage the suffering of others in order to increase their own power. Ghouls like that thrive in the yeah. aftermath of mass shootings like the one we've recently seen in El Paso, Dayton, and now Odessa, Texas. Beto O'Rourke, for example, wasted not a single moment before rushing onto a television set and sneering at other people's prayers. The thoughts and prayers that you just referred to, it has done nothing to stop the epidemic of gun violence. We're averaging about 300 mass shootings a year. No other country comes close. So, yes, this is f***ed up. I paused it. <coughs> um, no. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke is the best at just saying complete bullshit and looking really serious. God. <laughs> just get on the skateboard. Look bro. at him. He is Napoleon Dynamite with brown hair. Right. No, I don't know. All right. Back to it. Wow. Catch that? Beto used the... F word on live television. How unbelievably cool is that? He should put money He's like in our job. He's a jar. jazz musician from the fifties, giving the finger to the man. If you're someone who finds that hip and appealing, well, you're in luck tonight. For just thirty bucks, you can buy a "This is so effed up" T-shirt direct from Beto's campaign. 
The shirt actually spells out the word, so all your 19-year-old buddies in Brooklyn will know you're as cool as Beto is. Wear your Wayfarers when you wear it. Don't forget not to shave. That shirt makes me giggle because it's like those crazy people on Twitter. Yeah. Dude, it's just all caps. This is so effed up. This is so effed up. This is so effed up. Well, it's it's uh it's actually a psychological um technique. Really? Yeah, it's it's used to like twist. It's the same thing you did when you were in school. I will not, you know, the the Bart Simpson thing. I mean, when <clears> I see it, it pisses me off. Well, I know, but they did that because it would put it in your head that you aren't supposed to do that thing and you do it enough and you will not want to do that thing. One, because you had to write it out a million times and two, because you'll never forget that sentence in your life. It's the same concept when they do it on Twitter, when they do it with his shirt, when they do it with all the other liberal madness and they're like, you know, boys can be girls and girls can be aliens, whatever they say, you know, it's, uh, that's what it is. It's a tactic. That doesn't surprise you. People are nuts. Anyway. But Beto is not stopping there with t-shirts and profanity. He's got ideas on how to stop mass shootings. They begin and end with banning guns. Will it work? Well, we don't have to guess. We know the answer because we've tried it before under Bill Clinton. Remember the assault weapons ban? It was in place for 10 years. It had precisely zero effect on rates of violence in this country. It's not an opinion. It's not a defense of the Second Amendment. It's a fact. It's been studied extensively, including by the Clinton administration. Beto hasn't read those studies, though. He's not interested in what they say. He's going to confiscate firearms from tens of millions of law-abiding Americans, whether it works or not. And he doesn't care what you think about it. How do you address the fears that the government is going to take away this uh, assault rifles, as you call them, if you're talking about buybacks and banning? Yeah. So I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will, who own AR-15s, AK-47s, will have to sell them to the government. They will have to sell them to the government. Now, you will hear propagandists, and you often do hear propagandists, describe that as a gun buyback. But that's nonsense, of course. Americans didn't buy their guns from the government in the first place. They're not buying them back. This is gun confiscation. It's nothing but that. It's an attempt to eliminate a constitutional right that a ruling class finds inconvenient. It won't reduce gun violence. In fact, sending armed authorities door to door to seize people's lawfully owned weapons is itself a surefire recipe for causing violence. So if you cared about America and the people who live here, you would not suggest that. But they don't hesitate. Bill de Blasio has endorsed forcible gun seizures. So has Elizabeth Warren. Over the weekend in Iowa, Joe Biden proposed banning not simply so-called assault weapons, but apparently every firearm capable of firing more than one round. The idea that we don't have elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them, is absolutely mindless. Yes, mindless. That's the perfect word for what you just heard. At least he didn't say clips. Well, you know. Um, couple things. Buybacks don't work. Uh, if they do ever get around to doing a buyback, if 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 one of these crazies was somehow to rig the election and get presidency, then, and they do a government buyback, mandatory buyback of all assault weapons, um, you can make one, real cheap, called slam guns. It's a rifle, 
buybacks have a no questions asked guarantee so you can bring in wheelbarrow fulls of these slam guns that cost you 20 cents to make a piece and you're going to get whatever the price is they put on the guns and an assault rifle i bet they put it over 200 bucks so that's like 200 bucks a pop i mean i'll be in my garage not making those non-stop (laughs) <laughs> the only fear is getting from where you are to the buyback location because then you're harboring lots of illegal guns but if you get to the buyback location then sell them bees at your heart's content uh. but yeah and they don't work this is what they did in Australia you know how many this, and this is the point that people a lot of people don't know I think we've mentioned on the show before but it was less than 30% of the guns owned in Australia that became banned that were ever turned in and the same thing in uh, New Zealand when they did that. Less than one percent, less than one percent of the rifles that were in, that were banned in New Zealand recently have been turned in, and they don't expect any more. It'd be the same thing here. Yeah. Serious people don't talk like that. Mass shootings ought to be an alarm that awaken the rest of us to the emergency, the real emergency unfolding at the center of our culture. Why is this happening? How did nihilism and violence and rage and loneliness become regular features of American life? Something is fundamentally wrong. What is it? And critically, is materialism enough to fix it? Those are the metaphysical questions we ought to be thinking about deeply, seriously, and debating every time some lunatic shoots up a public place. But that's not what we get. Instead, we get mediocrities like Beto and Elizabeth Warren screaming at rural America about how they're the problem and they need to give up their ancient rights or else. We deserve much better than that. We need much more than that. Brad Whitman is a former pollster for Bill Clinton, and he joins us. Brad, thanks very much for coming on tonight. So um, a billion magazines that fit under this definition, tens of millions of semi-automatic weapons that fit under this definition. What would it look like if the government tried to take those by force from law-abiding Americans? Well, I've got some good news for you, Tucker. I don't think you have to worry about better work becoming president, so that is unlikely to happen. Right. I think what's fascinating in the whole debate is nothing seems to unite Americans more today than support for universal background checks. Nine in ten Americans support background checks. Nine in ten Republicans support background checks. The president supports... (sighs) Polls. Yeah. Did he pull, did he call every gun owner in America? <laughs> Probably not. How many do you think he called? 100? Maybe. Yeah. So, your 9 out of 10 is a crock of shit. And, I mean, I don't disagree that a majority of America likes the idea of background checks. We have them. We have them. They're not national. Some states have them, not all. I think most do. Most, mm, I don't know if that's true. Um, it could be that most have them, but not all, and that's what they want. They just want a universal federal background check. The they problem, also want a gun registry, and they also want to well, take them all. I know, I know, I know. But so I understand in premise that a background check's not really a bad thing. But what it makes, a, what it does make a problem for is what like Crenshaw and AOC were complaining about on Wednesday. With, uh, did you hear about this? Um, <clears throat> AOC was talking about she wants universal background checks, and Crenshaw said, Well, universal background checks won't change anything. Half the people who are, have criminals don't buy their guns legally, anyways. If we had universal background checks, he wouldn't be able to give his friend a gun 
to protect themselves or to use for hunting or whatever without breaking the law. And then they came back and the left went crazy. But uh, there's nothing wrong with loaning a gun to a friend of yours who you know is a responsible person. You know, I'm not giving my gun to somebody I don't know can shoot it. You know, if... and. Crenshaw's is, these are obvious things to most gun owners, you know. Hey, man, I, I want to go hunt deer, but I don't have a slug gun. Exactly. You got I have one, a perfect one. Yeah, let's go shoot it first if yeah. we haven't shot together before. Let's oh, go sight it in because you're different than I am. Yeah, we've shot together before a thousand times. Yeah, dude, it's in my, here's where it's at. You know, I don't have any guns personally, but, you know, if I had one, that's where you would be able to find it is in that place that I keep them. <laughs> And, uh, so well, it's the same. And that's what he was, that's what he was trying to say. So that's an issue with you, the universal background checks that the Democrats are trying to propose is you won't be able to do that anymore. Like if we have a friend who's going to South side Chicago and they have a Foyd card, yep. they have everything. They just don't have, a they have a concealed concealed carry permit. They have, they just don't have a gun. Well, that wouldn't be a true thing. Why not? Do you have to shoot? You can use somebody else's gun. That's that. That's like a small per- percentage of people who go to the trouble to get a concealed carry permit who don't have a firearm. Well, you could. Well, theoretically, yeah, but... Let's just say she did it and she just hasn't gotten around to getting a gun yet. Because I do know a couple girls who have their concealed carry permit and just haven't got around to be able to buy the gun yet. That's kind of irresponsible, in my opinion. I'm well, not saying it's unlawful, but... <clears throat> um. <laughs> If you get your concealed carry permit, you should be qualifying with the gun you're going to carry, in my opinion. Well, that's fair. I could agree with that. Um, But, either way, they're going to Southside Chicago. You have a 9mm Beretta that this person has shot 500 rounds out of with you. Yeah. Or you know that they can shoot that gun, you know. Yeah, I can give it to her and know that she'll be safe on the south side of Chicago where she is not safe if she has to go there for something. That can't be a thing anymore under these universal background checks, and that's a problem. That is what the people who are these 9 out of 10, they don't get. They don't understand that. They're like, oh, why, why wouldn't we have background checks? Well, these are the issues that background checks cause. Yep. Let's let's let's, yes. let's continue. Background checks. The problem is that he is too weak or afraid to actually call okay. the NRA but, 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 and actually okay. get that done. So, but, but, I mean, before I let you lie over the unanimity. before I let you lie over the questions and get off your talking points, congratulations, you you, you did. Um, I, I have to press you a little bit because it's not. And Beto O'Rourke obviously is is a footnote and a, and a completely mediocre, irrelevant character. But it's not simply Beto. That's the tape that we played. Elizabeth Warren, who seems likely to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, much more likely than Joe Biden, in my opinion has also called for gun confiscation. So this is what you're calling for is civil war. What you're calling for is an an incitement to violence. Is something that I wouldn't want to live here when that happened, would you? To be be clear, I'm not calling for that. I would support confiscation only in the context of red flag laws, and I think that's what we need to talk about. But that's not what they're saying. Hold on, that's not what they're saying. What you're saying is, and we can debate this, and it's a real debate, if someone seems dangerous, do we have to convict him before taking his guns away? I think that's a legitimate debate. But I don't think what you're saying is insane. What Elizabeth Warren is saying is that these kinds of firearms are now illegal. Anyone who possesses one is now a felon, and we're taking them away. Well, let's look what at What would business. happen to our nation if you tried but, to do that? Seriously. 
But the, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know the answer to this. Look at what Walmart did today. Walmart said that they are no longer going to sell ammunition for handguns, no longer going to sell ammunition for assault rifles, and no longer going to allow people to carry guns openly in their stores. In the face of government inaction, business is actually rising to the occasion well, the, and saying, you the, know what, there's no we don't doubt want to be that business is in the vanguard of the activist left. And Walmart, after. after okay. One thing about this whole Walmart deal that has everybody up in a hissy. And maybe Tucker will touch on it. I don't know. Here in small town USA, and many people in these bigger cities as well, have been complaining for years, literal years, that we need to support local business. We need to quit going to the big box stores and doing this and doing that because we're putting mom-pop shops out of business. If that was not incentive enough for you to stop going to Walmart and start shopping locally and support that little man down the road who has had that grocery store for 45 years and will never be able to retire because that's his life, I don't know what is. Now you have a situation where they're actually attacking your beliefs. They have taken, they were the number one uh, seller of AR-15s. They were the number one seller of ammunition in the entire country. And they just came off the shelves. Every small gun shop just cheered for joy when they made that announcement. And now everyone's complaining about it. And I agree. It's it's crap. They are kowtowing to the left because the left are the ones that boycott. Well, guess what? We're the ones that are complaining about small businesses dying in rural America. And this is how you save it. Yeah. You bring these little small businesses back by supporting them instead of Walmart. Because now Walmart is kicking you in the face. Taking dirt in your face after they kick you in the face. Yeah. Alaska was the last store, last state to sell handguns in their store in their right. stores. But yeah, no, they're discontinuing AR fifteen rounds, AK forty seven rounds, yep. God knows whatever what other rifle rounds, all handgun ammunition. Once they sell through, they're done. Mm-hmm. That was my pastime during the Obama years. Going to Walmart and buying every time I went to Walmart. 22. Anything. If they have twenty two, yeah. Making the rounds. It was part of the routine. Oh, I, I was pretty successful at it, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, that sucks. Sucks ass because you can buy a brick of 22 for probably $12 less at Walmart than you could anywhere else. Yeah. So, my hope with this is is that, you know, the, the, the small gun, the, at least the gun shops that remain in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. That maybe they'll get a better shake at buying ammo and... Maybe they'll be more competitive on price. I, I still buy ammo from local shops. Well, time. yeah, that and, I mean, if I needed to buy ammo for guns that I don't have, yeah, then I would definitely go to local shops and do that anyway. I mean, I understand buying them from Walmart, like the Brick of 22. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I think I'd probably do the same thing for that. But, uh Yeah, ordering it offline, going through an FFL, whatever. Right. Well, what I was getting at was these shops that aren't shutting down, but they're shutting down. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm going to go to buy my ammo. They're going to have to 
probably stay where they're at on price just because of all the ridiculousness of the state. But I think they're probably, I think everything's going to have to go up. Yeah, probably. But there was a gun shop, I want to say, down by Danville area. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I kind of feel bad. No, it was down by Champaign. Um, I kind of feel bad because it just sold. And the person who bought it, I don't know him. I know a friend of his. Is it in Homer? Yeah. Liberty Arms? Yeah. Yeah, no. That's that's where I used to go. I Before he had it. Dean Rothermile. Yeah. Apparently. Cancer. Love that place. Yeah, apparently the guy who bought it does, did not know about the new laws. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, Dad was... He was talking at the dad's part of the was a gun save well gun news gun save live something, yeah, like, that. something like that. He went and joined, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that guy was complaining pretty hard. The guy that owns it now, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of money stuck into it. Yeah, I miss Dean. I like that guy. He not only would he, did he have a good shop, but he also fixed guns. He was a gunsmith. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome guy. I mean, I, I would literally send people to him if they were wanting to, because he'd talk to you and everything. Yeah. You'd feel real comfortable going right. there and doing your th- doing your business. That's funny. No, it's a small sure. world, man. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were saying. All right, let's 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 keep going with this doofus. Having destroyed American retail and made this country much uglier and empowered the fascist government of China has a lot of brass lecturing the rest of us about anything at all. They ought to be ashamed of themselves, that company. Um, well, and they, they, uh, but does it, does it strike you as interesting that the response from the ruling class is not to think through why this is happening, but to attack rural America? There's no, there's no violent crime in most places where everyone owns a gun. I mean, well, honestly, why, why are they punishing rural America for the sins that weren't committed there. With all due respect, Tucker, I don't think anyone is talking and calling out rural America. I think they are. No, a number of the candidates, for example, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, has called for massive investment in, in mental health. The, clearly, the cause of these mass shootings is mental health, aided and abetted by the easy access to guns and high-capacity magazines. So I think we need a There's comprehensive approach. No easy access approach to that, guns. No, it's not. It's hard. It's very hard to get a gun. It irritates me because Legally. I know everybody who's listening to this knows that. Legally, it's, yeah. And it's just irritating because the people who are like, oh, I wish women had as many rights as guns do, or I wish you were as free as, you know, it's like, oh, oh I, I wish it was hard I, to buy a gun I, I as really wish to the Fed. I, it's I, like, what? I honestly wish that some women's vaginas were regulated as heavily as my guns. Oh, yeah, some of them. Dangerous places. <laughs> yeah. Traps. Disease-infested caves. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just ridiculous. It's like, guns are not easy to get. It's it's not an easy process. No. There are, there are things in place. It's a real pain in the dick. It is. And, you know, well, the, the massive, the, by and large, the... the they're criminals who have guns. Criminals don't go to a gun store. Right. They don't. They don't go to a gun store to buy a gun. They're getting on the streets. That was probably stolen to begin with. Mm-hmm. They're not using that. And they don't enforce laws. No. Look at Chicago. They don't enforce it. You're a felon. You're caught with a gun. That's a felony. 
probation. Yeah. Not if that. 10, 15 years in jail. Right. You want to fix that problem? There it is right there. Force the damn laws. No, we can't do that. Anyway, let's move on. Looks at how to deal with mental health issues in a better way, how to flag people who shouldn't have guns, and how to begin to limit the number of high-capacity magazines. I don't think magazines that have one, two, three, four, but I mean high-capacity magazines. Why do you need these things? No one is hunting with an AK-47. <laughs> wrong. 100% wrong. Wrong. But Ever heard of uh, Texas and the feral hog problem? Hanging out of a chopper with an AR-15 or an AK-47 slaughtering oh, feral pigs. Because that's where you want to hunt feral pigs, not from a tree stand. Yeah, fun <laughs> story. Um, yeah, I actually lended my... You don't have anything. My uh, BB gun <laughs> to a friend of mine who wanted to use it for hunting at a feral hog hunt. Oh, God, sounds so fun. Yeah. I don't know what feral hog tastes like, but... Oh, garbage, garbage. Don't even know. To hang out of a helicopter. Well, those are pretty expensive trips, but... I I still want to do it. The the one they were on, you just sat in the cabin, and there was, like, shoot holes in the side of the cabin. Yeah. And you just sat there, and they they would bait them up. Up here. Yeah. And there'd just be, like, 30 of them. Dude, seriously, feral hogs are a huge problem for ranchers in Texas. Yeah. Like, they're, they pay people to come do it. They're getting to be a huge problem in southern Illinois. There's been a handful of them spotted. Like, they're moving up, and they're going to get here eventually. You just wait. So close. I don't want it to happen. I don't want that habitat, because I love southern Illinois. Spent a lot of time down there. Yeah. In my, my youth. my Well, not my youth, but my young adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess my, my question is, why should I have to explain myself? I'm, I'm a taxpayer, a citizen, I'm an adult man in a free country, I've done nothing wrong, I shouldn't have to answer questions from you or anybody else about what I have in my closet. I'm not, I pose no threat to anybody. But we do have, as a society, we do have collective restrictions on actions that are deemed unsafe. No, you you are attacking the law-abiding for the sins of the few, because this is a power grab. It's not a sincere effort to make this a safer country, which I would welcome. I think mass shootings are horrifying. But I, nobody I, is actually serious about trying to fix the problem. Because if you were, you'd be every bit as upset about the rest of the shootings that take place, which far outnumber the casualties from mass shootings. Like less than 10% of all murders in this country are, are from a rifle. If we but had, we're not trying to ban any access, other kind of guns. But if we had less access to guns, less access to ammunitions, the suicide rate would plummet. And the number of gun deaths, which are now at 33,000 per year, would, would decrease. I mean, 93 people are killed every single day by guns. Seven kids are killed every day. Are you against suicide women are now? Killed every month really? Because I thought partners. the left supported a suicide. Because last time I checked, like in the state of Maine, for example, the left has now made physician-assisted suicide legal. The left pushed that. I'm opposed to I, it. But I so how can so you for or against suicide? I'm kind of losing track on this I, question. I personally am against suicide, but I think oh. physician-assisted suicide is something that should be between the doctor oh, and the patient. Oh, but you shouldn't be Blow allowed your to do it yourself. Oh, I get it. You got to take my guns away because of suicide. But meanwhile, you're making suicide legal. But to be clear, Tucker, I'm I don't sorry, want to take the your BS guns is away. Just too much. All right, yeah. I, yes, I think you people. Do. I think people who are mentally unstable should not have access to guns. And I think if we okay. have fewer assault weapons there. on the street, I mean, I actually believe that we should put an assault weapons ban back on because these weapons are not used for hunting. I mean, come on. Nobody goes and shoots a deer with an AK-47. You could use a rifle to hunt in the South. You can. Not in Illinois. And right? in most places out West, they use rifles yeah. with, with humongous scopes shooting like across canyons and craziness. Yep. Anyway. Then this guy, who knows if he's ever even held a gun, so whatever. 
it didn't affect the crime rate. So obviously there's another agenda here. But I thank you very much for coming on. I thank you, Senator. Well, in a field crowded with hypocrites and phonies, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand stood out. Her key positions were transparently false. Her accomplishments hard to find. And then she thought she could present herself as a champion of all 160 million American women. Do you believe in women? Do you value women? That is the question. When we beat President Trump and Mitch McConnell walks into the over office, God forbid, to do negotiations, who do you want when that door closes to be sitting behind that desk to fight for women's rights? Make no mistake, if President Trump wants a war on America's women, it's a war he's going to have, and it's a war he's going to lose. Nobody was fooled by that. Nobody, apparently, except for the New York Times. In a piece published over the holiday weekend, the paper suggested that, you guessed it, sexism was to blame for Gillibrand's campaign failures. The Times thought that even though Gillibrand actually had just as much support among women as she had among men, zero percent. <laughs> sexism that's why she uh didn't go anywhere yeah no, not because she sucked and had no good ideas n no good ideas <laughs> she had every idea <laughs> she was just she was for and against everything across the board she flip-flopped on like 19 things during her campaign <laughs> it only lasted a couple months insanity how do we elect these crazy people? Why do we elect these crazy people? Well, we didn't, so that's good. Well, I'm not saying we did. I'm saying somebody did. Yeah. They can have her. I know, but man. Do we want to do the V3? I think we've covered guns pretty well. I, I'm happy without. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we've played this video yeah, we've before. Been, we've been like debating over the last three days whether we've already done a V3. And gonna, if we did, we completely video. debunked all the statistics statistics that were in it. It, it. What irritates me, like, there was so much ammunition that Tucker could have used when that guy was talking numbers. He's like, 33,000 people are killed every year. Blah, 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 blah. And then Tucker goes out and says that ten less than 10% of murders happen by rifle. And it's no, it's less than 1%. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't make a false statement saying less than well, ten. No, he just but didn't I mean, it's it, it's take just, it down as finite as he could have. And yeah, it's. Nuts. I mean, like pistols. Like, why didn't he say? Well, why aren't we trying to ban pistols? He didn't. He didn't even bring that up. I mean, there's so many I things. Mean, he pistols said. are the number one weapon mm -hmm. of choice. Over eighty percent of cities. gun homicides are are uh, committed with a pistol. Mm -hmm. And that's just the homicides. That's taking out the suicides. It's taking out accidentals. It's taking out uh, justified shootings. That is just illegal homicide. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Leftism. And technically, it goes if you use pistols, it goes up when you add all those things yeah. in because most people use a pistol to blow their brains out the back of their skull. I have one final. Unless you have more to say. I have nothing except for stuff we have said a thousand times. Yeah, I just get absolutely. irritated. I saw this and I thought I was cool. You are cool. We are cool. Let's do some math using CDC numbers. Yes, yeah, my favorite thing. There were 32,000 gun deaths last year. 60% are suicide. That's 19,200. 3% mm -hmm. are accidents. Comes out to 960. Mm-hmm. 4% are justified. 
1,280. 33% are homicides, 10,560. 80% of homicides are gang-related. Mm-hmm. Comes out to 8,448 out of those 10,560. That leaves 1,712 people in a country with a population of 312 million. You have a 0.00010256410256% chance of death by firearm. Yeah. Gets better. If you are not part of a gang, don't commit a crime, or plan on committing suicide, you have a 0.00010256410256% Zero 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 eight five six four one zero two five six four percent chance of death by firearm. Yeah, but yeah, media says the guns are the problem. Exactly, it's all bullshit. It's just it's, it's bad for you. It's stuff like that. It's just like you know what? Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy like, times. When you put it into perspective, even if 33,000 people were shot with a rifle every year, even even if that was the number, it's still in a country that has 325 million people in it. More government is the answer. That's what they tell you. Look at Parkland. That kid... The FBI dropped the ball on. How many other times did the FBI drop the ball on? The one in Texas where the guy defended himself in the church. And the other guy chased his ass down. Right. These are all places where people have dropped the ball. So we want to entrust the government with more? Exactly. Absolutely not. Go for it, my friend. But that's that's the thing. Well, I was I was for some reason, I don't know why. I decided to take 33,000 and put it into 325 million and and it gave me the number the first one you gave the 0. 0.000 yeah. whatever 9724369 that number and um I got you but it's number. like it's I'll still know. it's 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 less than 100th of a thousandth I can't even know how to say that number now because I've been out of school for way too long. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's minute. It's minute. It's such a small number. Minute. Not it's to not say even... that lives don't matter, but I'm just saying, like, you're not going to take our natural rights away. Over, over less than a thousandth of a percent. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the transgendered issue. Like, they want, they're less than a percent of the population. Yeah. And they want us to change everything to. Make it easier for them. Which I would be reasonable. Like the bathrooms? Why can't we just have unisex bathrooms? Yeah, I mean, I truthfully... And I I'm not wish... saying like big bathrooms. I'm saying like you literally have a sink and a shitter in I every mean, bathroom. Why not have it? Why not have a big bathroom? Like yeah. we have now, like the huge public bathrooms. I mean, we're, we're... Just let everybody go to the bathroom. I mean, if you see some guy sneaking over the stall, these are the same dang thing. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I think I'd just be more apt to just have single commode 
bathroom. I, I agree. I just think it'd be more difficult. I don't think I have a problem with that. I just I, I don't think anything needs to happen. I just don't want some cross-dresser who's confused as hell going to the bathroom with my little girl. If I have, I don't have kids, but I'm just right. saying with little children. That's not cool. Sasquatch doesn't have kids. Like I don't have guns. No, I literally <laughs> don't have kids. It's, it's Neither spe- do I have guns. I mean, I don't have any kids that I don't. I, I don't have exactly. any kids that I know of. Let's exactly. put it that way. No, but seriously, I mean, <laughs> for years and years and years, the whole cross-dresser game and the transgender community were going in the bathroom they wanted to, and nobody nobody knew, nobody gave a crap, and there was always a random case of a pederast looking at little girls or looking at little boys in the bathroom. It's it's always been a thing. It's I don't think it got any worse. I just think people became aware of it and all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, I don't know if I like that. And it became a huge debate. Well, but you're seeing more and more. I think it's just publicized more and yeah. more. I think, I think it happened just the same. Like the guy in small town Texas that just got caught trying to diddle a little girl in the bathroom because he was in the wrong bathroom because he was a cross-dresser pretending to be that. I think that happened just as often 10 years ago. That's fair. But I'm, just what, I'm, what I'm saying here is is that, I don't know, we got off on a tangent about yeah. <laughs> trannies. Talk about guns. What are you talking right about now? guns. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter. No. I'm, what I'm saying is, like, they're they're trying to normalize. and No, I agree. That's part of it. And it's a slippery slope because I'm not saying that all or very many at all people that – or transsexual are pederasses. But they're out there. I don't I'm against a pederast no matter what your shape, age, color, skin color, right. um, sexual orientation. I don't care. A pederast is a pederast and they need to be roundhouse kicked by Chuck Norris. Castrated and hung in the street. That too. I think a kick from Chuck Norris would probably do that. I think in I think that's what I was gonna say. That that is the result of a roundhouse Chuck Norris kick. <laughs> you get kicked so hard that your testicles explode, which if you didn't know, it's long little tentacles in there. And then they wrap around your neck and then you wrap around the pole and then you are literally hung by your testicles. All right. I buy it. Yeah, that's what happens. I buy that. That's what happens. Chuck Norris. Should we have Chuck Norris facts on the show? Uh, I'll bring those back. I don't know. I don't know if we should. I'm, I'm a little fearful of it. I've heard I've heard conflicting reports on whether he likes them or he doesn't like them. I think he goes back and forth on it, and I just don't know where he stands on it right now. And I like my life. Do you understand? Like that's like a top ten guest on the show for me. Top ten, dude. There's a lot of people I want to talk to. You want Chuck Norris to kill you? He's a bro. We, we we did some things in the woods together. You and Chuck Norris? Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was episode 70. Um, Tommy. 71. 71. Good <laughs> gravy. I mean, it's like I didn't even make a 69 joke on 69 because I just forgot. So. It's all right. Dude, I'm halfway to 70. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Old age. It happens. Anyway. What do folks need to be looking out for? Check this out. There's a lot. Epstein. Never forget. Never forget Epstein. Always Epstein. Um, also, Hong Kong. They The uh, mayor, or whatever she's called, has backed down and is taking the extradition bill that started all this whole thing off the table. It's gone. Never going to happen. 
That was just one of the five demands. I was just going to say that. Everyone is calling this a win right now on Twitter and Facebook. Like, yeah, the protesters won. No. The protesters won a battle. The Uh war rages on. They've already said unanimously that they are not done. They want all five demands met. One of those demands, I believe, is full democracy. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah. But China blinked, and uh, they conceded. Thinking that this was going to work, I don't think it's going to. No. It's going These to be... people are serious, and I like them. Can we just yeah, adopt them? I want them all. Like We should just buy Hong Kong. Like, Trump's talking about buying Greenland. Like, go buy Hong Kong. Yeah, dude. These people are awesome. <clears throat> They're spray painting give, uh, our founding fathers sayings. Yeah, give me liberty or give me death. Spray painted on the wall. Yeah. Like, yes, you guys are like my heroes. Yeah. I'm so proud. Like I, I literally have goosebumps at how like happy they make me to be like you guys are fight. You guys are doing what I wish people here would do. Yeah, more. Absolutely. But they don't. But no, yes. So keep an eye on Hong Kong. That's a big deal. It's still going on. It's not over. It is not over. The media's gonna try to say it's over, but it's not. <clears throat> uh, next thing, Brexit. Big hiccup. I think I, I think it's my fault. Uh, I said. Last week that it was probably a done deal. It was going to happen on the 31st. Well, that's not possibly a thing. Apparently, they're working on making sure it doesn't happen without a deal. Like, they're going to put a bill in place that requires them not to do it. Keep an eye on Brexit. It's really a big deal there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and Israel. Israel and Iran. Some things happening over there. Keep oh, yeah. That. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to get pissy at each other. So, that is all I have for keep an eye out. And... Yeah. Awesome. So, thank you for listening. Go to orphansoftheamericandream.com. You can listen to the show there. You can read our articles. Also, we are on the social medias. Facebook, it's just Orphans of the American Dream. Twitter is OAD underscore studios. And Parlor is OAD studios. Once again, that's orphansoftheamericandream.com. Go there. Do the things. Like us, love us. I want to remind you guys to love each other, lose the apathy, and keep your head on a swivel. Peace, mother brothers. There's no ducks in the woods. You're full of shit. (laughs) 